0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Sports Club Podcast. This is obviously the first episode we have produced since the festive season, so I hope everyone had a an enjoyable festive season and are appreciating being back in general society since it restarted after the festive season came to an end. Now, without further ado, I just want to update everyone on the current stage of the podcast. We are progressing fairly well in terms of inviting guests onto the podcast, and my objective is that we should hopefully have a few if a number of guests on the podcast in the next number of weeks touch wood and another thing that I am obviously arranging at the moment is to let's say expand the appeal of the podcast in social media in general and I feel the first step of that is obviously launching an Instagram account for this podcast so that is what I'm in the process of doing and I feel it really, it expands the reach of the podcast a bit more because let's say the majority of people who listen to my podcast probably stem from my school community. As let's say I expand it out to the world of social media, I can engage more viewers through, let's say different content such as writing or general video pieces or reels or just more bite-sized style content that can attract viewers from, the Instagram account to the podcast. So I feel it's another, we would would say, astute method of attracting viewers to the podcast. Anyway, I think it's only fitting that we, let's say, coat over the topic we're going to be speaking about today. And I feel there isn't really another fishing topic we can speak about in the month of January 2022 other than Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic... He has, he has caused, well I wouldn't actually, I wouldn't say he has intentionally caused havoc in the world of sport and tennis in general. But his controversy has wreaked havoc in the world of sport and in current affairs in general over the last number of weeks since he announced that he was, that he had, that he was travelling down under on January the 4th. Um, with the medical exemption to participation in the Australian Open. Obviously, the story has progressed significantly since then, as whenever um, he arrived in Australia on January the 6th, after a long-haul journey from Serbia, his medical exemption that um, he received in courtesy of tennis, uh, and tennis and Sport Australia, which are not authorised um, government organisations, was declared invalid whenever he arrived in Australia on January the 6th, and he was escorted to a quarantine hotel in Melbourne. The 20-time Grand Slam winner remained in that quarantine hotel in Melbourne for four to five days, whenever he was released on January the 10th, whenever he obviously appealed the decision from the Australian Customs to let's say reinstate his visa and obviously release him from the quarantine hotel and also give him the opportunity to return to the general society in Australia and that appeal was granted on January 10th and Stokovic was um, released from the Australian quarantine hotel and was free to train and prepare for the Australian Open and that was obviously Crucial for Djokovic considering he missed five days of training and was lacking significantly in comparison to, to his competitors. Obviously the story developed throughout the week and I'd say there was probably numerous opinions on the situation being ban- bandied around the general, general media over a series of a number of days. And then we reached the end of that week. January January the thirteenth, twenty twenty two, whenever the Australian Immigration Board decided to cancel the visa of Novak Djokovic on a second occasion, and the reason, obviously behind this visa cancellation, was Djokovic's numerous blatant breaches of COVID isolation guidelines throughout his throughout December twenty twenty one. Obviously, whenever he had his visa reinstated on January 10th, 2022, it was on the basis that he had tested positive for COVID-19 in December and was then just then considered by the Australian government as having a high level of immunity to the virus since he had recently recovered from the virus. But this is whenever the tables turned. Whenever, over, over the course of that week, it was made known to the general media that Novak Djokovic had broken COVID-19 isolation guidelines on numerous occasions following initially like taking a test for COVID-19 and testing positive for COVID-19 a number of days later. So I'd say the initial occasion whenever Djokovic was we would say and we we would consider insensitive to covid isolation guidelines would be the December the 14th of 2021 whenever he decided to um attend a youth sporting event where numerous children were obviously attending and participating in and Dacovic was awaiting a, a covid-19 test result in that at that time and in reality he wasn't deemed a suitable candidate to attend like a children's sporting event and at that event he did not make an effort to remain socially distanced he did not remain an F- he and he was not compliant with covid health protocols and he was up close with numerous like young people at the time he put his arms around children he took photos with children. He was seeing pictures of them with his mask off. And that is absolutely, absolutely unacceptable. Whenever you are awaiting like a COVID-19 test result that like might possibly be positive. And I feel it says a lot about the person in general. Whenever you're willing to risk the health of others to enhance your public image, and you could, and, and let's say in comparison to one of his greatest rivals in the game, Rafa Nadal, he held, let's say, we would say many interviews with children upon his arrival in Australia, but he decided that it would be a controlled event in, like, correlation with COVID-19 guidelines, he was distanced from the children, the children were distant from each other, and it was a COVID-safe event. Why could Djokovic, if he like that, like his reasoning behind attending that event was to probably enhance his reputation? If if he had so much concern for the health of young of people and young people in general, why did he attend the event? that that's the main talking point for me and this is just before he's even tested positive for covid-19 to be precise then on december 16th 2021 dokovic returns a positive test result for covid-19 later in the day of december 16th 2021 dokovic was pictured at an obligatory media event for a serbian publication the event would have consisted of numerous interviews along with photography opportunities and throughout that event he would have been a close contact of numerous personnel working on on both the interview and the photography shoot for example makeup artists prop personnel stylists i'd say that would have mounted up to at least nine or ten people at the least and that is just absolutely unsafe and insecure after returning a positive test for COVID-19 and in reality it's such a pathetic and gross action of negligence. Also in that week, Djokovic was pictured in Belgrade, the capital of his home country Serbia, at a basketball game between, where in um, the Barcelona and um, basketball team were participating against the Kaverna basketball team, who were who are a uh, home basketball who are like the we would say the resident basketball team in his hometown of Serbia. When I, and the day for and Djokovic was obviously in the process of testing positive for COVID nineteen throughout that week and once again he was he he obviously committed a breach of of COVID isolation guidelines and decided to attend that basketball game. At that basketball game, he did not wear a mask for a significant period of the game. I think the only, the one instance that he was pictured wearing a mask, it was down significantly below his nose. You could almost see his lip and upper mouth areas being exposed by the mask. Um, As he watched the game, he watched the game non-socially distanced, alongside numerous fellow spectators without wearing a mask. Prior to the game and throughout the warm-up, he was pictured with numerous Barcelona basketball players. And throughout that basketball game and throughout that, like we would say, period whenever he was given an opportunity to speak to those Barcelona basketball players, he was seen hanging his arm around numerous basketball Barcelona basketball players shaking hands, greeting, embracing absolutely una- unaccept- unacceptable behaviour once again and just another like disgraceful act of negligence and that is only three occasions on one week where Dokovic supposedly tested positive for COVID-19 when you would consider him severely negligent so I feel if we're to build up, let's say, like, a character development... Like, let's say you were to build up a character development sheet, like, let's say you were covering a play and you're building up a character development sheet on Novak Djokovic, you consider him negligent. That would probably be one of the first words you would actually take, take down on that character development sheet. So I feel... Words like recklessness and negligence epitomise Novak Djokovic to the optimum. And now I feel, as we've obviously spoken about, we would say Djokovic's like like story of testing positive for COVID-19 and the whole process of testing positive for COVID-19, we will revert back to Sunday, whenever, obviously, numerous days after, Dukovic had his visa cancelled for on a second occasion. I feel there was overriding evidence, not to reinstate that visa, and the Australian federal courts obviously made that decision. And on January sixteenth, that evening they obviously made the decision that Novak Dukovic would be deported from from Australia, and his. Um, visa for Australia will be permanently cancelled and as it stands at the moment suspended for a further three years. So Dokovic will be unable to travel to Australia until 2025 which rules him out of participating in the next three Australian Opens. So I think Novak Dokovic will be 38 years old by the ne- by the next time he'll be eligible to participate in the Australian Open so Will even be playing professionally at that time, and I think now we've summed up the the whole. I think we've summed up the whole story of Novak of the Novak Dokovic controversy. Now I feel it's only fitting to moving on to what is next for Dokovic after the, after this. This is obviously take like his. Persona and his, we would say, relationship with the media has taken a significant hit after this, and for certain personnel and for certain organisations, Djokovic will never be recognised in the same same vein, I apologise, compared to what he was prior to the Australian Open controversy. I feel before we dive into that topic, I, I really want to just focus on the remainder of this season and what opportunities Stokovic has open to him for the remainder of the 2022 season. For the French, obviously, the second Grand Slam of the year in June, which is the French Open, they have obviously... They're. I think they're in the process of, we would say, of, really, like making decisions on their guidelines for the 2022 tournament and releasing them to the media. But it it appears that amongst the members of the French Open boardroom, there is only one conclusive decision, and that is that contestants in the French Open, or even spectators or coaches or anyone who wants to be in contact with the bubble at Roland Garros will have to enclose proof of a COVID vaccination prior to travelling to Roland Garros. And obviously Novak Djokovic does not have proof of COVID vaccination and he will be unable to compete at Roland Garros unless he, he can find a loophole or he can make a compromise with French authorities to gain an exemption to compete in Roland Garros. But as the Australian authorities... ...appeared unwilling to make that compromise with Djokovic... ...maybe that will inspire the French authorities... ...to follow the Australian authorities' lead... ...and also refuse Dokovic entry to Roland Garros. Obviously, you play the risk there that the champion of the Roland Garros tournament... ...and probably the headline name of the competition will not be competing... ...but... For the moral sake of the situation, you meet you need to make the right decision for obviously public health, and a decision that will also be, also be popular amongst supporters of the sport, and among amongst the general French public. So I feel, at the moment, it's quite an unknown if Dokovic will participate in the French Open or not. I feel. I feel it's more unlikely than likely, but I feel he stands a greater chance of participating in the French Open than he ever did at the Australian Open, in my opinion. Now we move on to Wimbledon, which is considered one of the most prestigious tennis tournaments in the history of tennis, probably the most prestigious tournament. And I feel this is actually probably Djokovic's we would say greatest opportunity this year to participate in the grand slam because at the moment the we would say the entry guidelines or the entry regulations to the wimbledon championships are relatively loose in comparison to their grand slam counterparts as let's say for they actually do have exemptions for people who have not received the vaccine and that as is as follows is that if you've if you've let's say returned a negative pcr test two days prior to arrival in the uk you will be granted obviously entry into the uk but before he let's say participates in wimbledon he will have to complete a 10-day isolation period in the uk before he can consider himself free in british 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 society, I apologise and I guess I feel this is Dockovich's best chance to to compete at at a major this year, I feel if he is willing to abide by the, the regulations that Wimbledon have obviously set out and the British government have as well I feel he will participate, I feel the i feel that this is finally an opportunity to maybe reintroduce the best player or one of the best players in the world of men's tennis into the game because i feel it it gives that it gives let's say maybe like a a six month like breather period for we would say the controversy of the australian open to we would say relax and move off into the background and also for Djokovic to enter the UK in not such a dramatic or controversial manner. Obviously, there will be backlash if Djokovic is obviously permitted to compete at Wimbledon, but I feel with Djokovic's return to Wimbledon a number of months after the the Australian Open controversy, I feel it's the right time whenever they're... Whenever there isn't really a special exemption. Made for Novak to compete. And he will. He is like basically competing. On like a fair basis. Rather than any special exemptions. Being made for him to compete in a certain tournament. As we move on to the final Grand Slam of the year. That is the US Open. And I feel. I appear that the US Open. It will be a similar case to the Australian Open. I appear that. The United States government will hold firm in their approach to Novak Djokovic, I feel, as, let's say, their Australian counterparts decided to reject Djokovic's entry. I feel the United States will follow in a similar vein because their regulations in in general are fairly tight in relation to immigration when you have not received a COVID-19 vaccination. And that is that only citizens of the nation are people who, uh, who let's say, are eligible for an immigration visa, which Djokovic has not attained and is not eligible for unless he wants to move to the US on a permanent basis. Those are the only two parties who have exemption for entry to the, to the United States. While Djokovic, he does not have that. Exemption, so I feel that the United States government will hold firm, and I feel it's unlikely that T- Dokovic will compete at the US Open in late August of 2022. And that leaves Dokovic in quite a vulnerable situation because he is only he's probably likely to only compete in one of the four major grand slams in 2022, and that is Wimbledon. And that will obviously, and even at Wimbledon, he will have his preparation for that tournament will be we would say it'll be like it won't it will not be as authentic in comparison to his rivals because he will he will struggle to gain match experience and he will struggle to become match fit for those major games so i feel if you were two grand slams down on the majority of your competitors I feel it's unlikely that you can go on and miraculously win the tournament. So, I feel in all likelihood, it's probably unlikely that, unless there is a miraculous turn of events, it's probably unlikely that Novak Djokovic will win a Grand Slam in 2022. And and, and as you also concern, like let's say, some, or consider, I apologize, some of the, we were saying, non major competitions in tennis. As a result of his vaccination status, he's probably like likely to be denied entry to a significant amount of those competitions as well. So I feel just this leaves Stokovic in such a vulnerable position because initially he doesn't have he won't have the experience to we would say become match fit for those major games, but he'll also not probably not be given those opportunities to continue to like add to his current ranking total. And his ranking total will probably dwindle throughout 2022 due to his lack of game time. And that will obviously give a number of his rivals an opportunity to surpass him in terms of world rankings, which will leave him in a vulnerable situation as he enters the final years of his career. And that will also gave a number of his, let's say, younger opponents to really stake their claim in the game of tennis, along with also a number, let's say, a number of his old opponents, let's say, Rafael Nadal. He could maybe win a Grand Slam or two this year and break, break the Grand Slam records that he holds with, obviously, Novak Djokovic himself and Roger Federer, and then, that saying Nadal wins a Grand Slam or two, then that maybe changes the perception in relation to the to the to the like the debate of who is the greatest tennis player of the of the modern era, and so that could like Djokovic could maybe he could like the next number of months could prove costly in that in that debate along with the debate of who is the best like player in like currently in the world and. It's, I feel it's really intriguing how Djokovic, like one controversy, he could lose so much more than he expected. He could lose valuable match experience, he could lose his status as the greatest tennis player of the modern era, which he was on track to attain, and his status as the world number one ranked player in the world and his general reputation in the media, that is, I would say, like a number of major, like, positives in relation to Novak Djokovic that will have no longer stand with him. And the, let's say, the the attractiveness of Novak Djokovic to brands and to sponsors will no longer be as obvious as it once was and you could see Novak Tokovic falling into a period of decline from this from this controversy as just in relation to not not participating in tournaments and obviously losing his status as as the premier tennis player in the world and it, it just it it can even those number of circumstances Can have such a long-term effect on his final years of his career, and even though Djokovic's, let's say, his general reputation has never been, um, probably the greatest. It would be disappointing to see one of the greats of the game, we would say, fall off his throne as a result of a controversy, rather than. Losing that his spot on the throne on the court, and I feel that's how sports works. I feel the greatest competitors, the greatest teams, they should rise to acclaim on the pitch, on the court, on the track. And they should, in my opinion, they should lose those crowns, those titles, and that spot on the throne on the pitch, on the court, on the track. So I, I feel that that even in general for tennis we could lose so much as a result of one controversy. The sport could lose so much because I guess the the like the, the greatest player of their generation doesn't fulfil their full potential and loses their spot on the throne. As a result of the controversy. And. The game is obviously. It like it, it really. It, it it overshadows. What a wonderful sport tennis is. As a result of this controversy. That will probably, probably plague the sport. For a number of years. And from people on the outside. Of tennis circles. They will recognise tennis. As the sport with the big. With the significant political controversy rather than true competition and true sportsmanship which would be an absolute crying shame for uh, like almost such a like a an apocalyptic like like event taking place in the sport of tennis as a result of one controversy and almost is sort of a domino effect and it it, it could it could just it could prove so 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 harmful for the sport of tennis and i don't feel in a podcast or even in a written document there is the words that are suitable to describe how incomprehensible that would be for the world of sport but then you need to bear in mind that there could be a twist or a turn in this scenario over the next number of months. Maybe potentially there could be a change in opinion from Novak Dokovic. Maybe he feels that he he may be compelled to accept an offer to undertake a COVID-19 vaccine that could be as a result of maybe new scientific evidence that he feels is outweighs his the apparent negatives of receiving a COVID-19 vaccine, or it could be potentially pressure from media or sponsors to reboot his career, that if he obviously accepts the offer to take a vaccination, he could return to the top stage of world tennis again and recover from this controversy. And despite his reputation being relatively subdued throughout those fight throughout that we would say that latter period of his career he could probably recover to around the 75 percent like point of where he was compared compared to prior to that scenario and the controversy and i feel that would obviously create a lot of positive scenarios for tennis as well as we would continue to see one of one of the greatest players of, of that generation, if not the greatest player of the generation, continue to hold off these young and valiant players and brave players breathing down his neck, trying to remove him from his throne. And maybe we could see that rivalry develop over a number of years rather than it sort of ish, interchanging in the face of controversy so I feel it it would be a positive if the if let's say the scenario probably we would say moved through towards that route rather than it moving towards the other route as even though Novak Djokovic may not be the most likable character amongst supporters of tennis and maybe in the general world of politics he, it, I feel it could potif- positively impact sport if, let's say, Djokovic and the world of tennis recovers from this scenario and we continue to see many incredible and enthralling games of tennis over the next number of years as we would say the iconic but rather tumultuous career of Novak Djokovic comes to an end. Anyway, I hope the viewers of the SportsCoop podcast thoroughly enjoyed that. We would say recap on the recent Novak Djokovic con- controversy, and I hope any viewer who may have considered the like situation confusing and may have been unclear on how the whole situation manifested, I hope they have found clarity throughout this podcast. And if they haven't, I I'm fully open to recommendations on how to improve the podcast. Obviously, I updated the viewers on the current progress of the podcast earlier on in the podcast, so I feel there isn't really a pressing need to do that in the future. So I feel without further ado, I I, I wish all the viewers of the Sports Good Podcast a positive week and a productive week, and I hope to speak to everyone soon. Goodbye!